Get ready. For your favorite misguided podcast, from your hosts, Z and Moose, bringing you completely unfiltered, unfettered, and unstable opinions. Welcome to Veteran. Uh, that, ah. that's also acceptable. all right uh gotta go in a bit <laughs> give me a short podcast um all right i'll start recording my mic for you guys okay all right cool audio level's good i have water yeah so we'll just say strong. we'll just say it's vodka i uh, mean i look russian enough for that <laughs> no vodka means water does it actually yeah in what well, language? in Russian, you say vado. Oh. Ya, ya vado, which means I have water. But like, uh, vodka is a word. What does vodka mean? It means little water. Okay. Good to know. I mean, oh, um, it actually means little water. That's the word origin. I look, oh, yeah. Slow shift. Gin. Yeah. This tequila means take my clothes off, Daddy. Mm. <laughs> Is that the name of the podcast? Should be. Should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Matt's really it's shy about this podcast. He doesn't like Matt doesn't tell anybody any information. You know, I definitely think it's an Intel job or something. He's like oh, a scientist <laughs> coming on. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Here we are. Yeah, hey, so, uh, Moose, introduce us to Vamir, dude. Yeah, I met Vamir four or five years ago. We were roommates in New York City in a beautiful Soho loft apartment. And uh, he got a philosophy degree from NYU and uh, currently is an artificial intelligence researcher. Yes, sir. Well, good to meet you, Vamir. I'm Z. Um, Good to have you on the podcast, Moose. Obviously, the co-host. We have Jamwara. We've had him on in the past. Uh, Jamwara is a seaburn expert or a physical scientist. He did radiology stuff in the military, and he does that outside the military now. So he's really smart on all that. He's big on AI stuff. Very, very smart on that. He he likes. He wanted. I think we wanted to talk about drones and AI the last podcast he was on, but uh, yeah. we, we didn't have the time to get to it. So we figured, you know, Moose met you and he speaks highly of your like AI knowledge and credentials and things like that. So we figured Jamwar and you could nerd out and then Moose and I could like kind of fry our brains in the background trying to conceptualize what you're talking about. So it's good to meet you, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, uh, to credit the field itself, I mean, it's so vast. You have like a thousand new papers all this terminology every moment. So I know pretty much as much as you do or as much as an AI engineer does in comparison to what you could know, you know what I mean? So there's no like, uh, I mean, it's a very intimidating field because things move fast and they're very uh, detailed and seems complicated, but I had to teach myself stuff to like understand it myself, you know what I mean? So. I'm going to try to get to simple terms anyway. And a lot of the stuff I go through is um, societal implications, like the paper, which I'll talk about. Um, you know, there is a startup that came out with its uh, AI safety guidelines called Anthropic. And they say that AI risk is in like two major categories. It's like technical alignments, 
you know, like getting uh, AI to do what we want it to do, roughly put. And then the second is like the societal implications, right? Like when AI transforms every industry, what do we do? And that's the own set of risks. Um, so one can be technical and then one can be pretty much understood by any anybody who taps into society a little bit. So anyway, all that said, like, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm happy to learn. <clears throat> well, awesome. Um, so first of all, let's talk about what we're drinking. So I know we already talked to me. You got vodka. I also have vodka. I've got Chopin yeah. vodka, uh, and I'm drinking it with Mio. I, I guess it's called like a skinny bitch or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that skinny bitch with Mio. Uh, jam. Show what you're drinking, Jam. So, uh, Some Casadores, ready to drink margarita in a can. That, that's uh, pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Actually, um, really. I've got Casadores up on the wall back right. there. I like to shit on cocktails in a can, but these are really good. Like you pour them over ice and it tastes like an actual margarita, which is rare for things that come pre-mixed in a can. That's true. Especially, Gorgeous. Age of seltzers where shit tastes like hairspray. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> it does taste like hairspray. I won't dump it out, but it's actually like, it's green. That's it. What are you drinking, Moose? Yeah. Like, uh, uh gin and um uh liquid IV. You are not a gin guy. Not at all. Gin is the not bottom on a Sunday drinking gin. I can't believe it. Damn. It's like a Jehovah's you Witness. You said a liquid IV, dude? You're gonna be so hydrated, bro. <laughs> what kind of gin? We hydrate and dehydrate. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of gin? What kind of gin he says? I have no idea. My gay buddies gin downstairs i don't know so i've got i've got i've got bombay sapphire and hendrix bombay. i love hendrix best man yeah bombay is super good hendrix Bombay's is good, good. beef eater is good beef eater is really good yeah i like gin but when i drink gin i have to have a club soda which has like a lot of calories um surprisingly okay. enough and uh, well i'm on keto right now and i'm trying to be some be strong but i like club soda gin or no i'm not 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 club soda gin tonic yeah uh, cucumber and like a berry or some shit it's like super fresh dude that's try like, lime. like roll a lime cut it in half yeah both of it throw half away and throw half in your drink it's the fucking best i was gonna oh, say so lemon or lime because hendrix has the like um botanicals they have like 13 botanicals yeah. or whatever else and the first time i tried hendrix um i gave that like cringe speech oh my god there's so many flavors in here and they're like dude just drink your fucking gin and tonic <laughs> and uh i was right i googled it after because i'm a nerd and there's 13 botanicals elderflower rose water yeah. fuck you you know like that's a serious drink have you ever had bombay sapphire yeah, probably it's, it's but uh, i don't remember it. it's uh, that yeah. it's that sapphire blue bottle up there on the wall there yeah so that was in a cocktail I had once, but I don't remember it distinctly. It's pretty well, good. It's uh, Jesse Ventura's drink of choice. So well, is it I mean, just that's all you need to say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's Jesse's drink, it's my drink. So, all right. Are Maybe you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Are you you recording your yeah, screen? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Do yeah. I yep. Okay. Yep. All set. Beautiful. So, getting into the whole AI thing. So again, I Moose probably at this point since he hangs out with you Vimir knows more about AI since I'm sure it's been brought up in conversation than I do 
Um, I know very little. Like, I put Moose on chat GPT when it first came out. I was like, dude, like, check this shit out, whatever. And he, he's been, he knows more about chat GPT than I do, right? And I know that's a big one. That's what everyone's talking about now. And we'll get into that. But so just to talk about one of my recent experiences with AI. So my little sister, she's turning eight, she's turning 18 in August and she's entering her senior year. Uh, no, she's not. I'm sorry. She's in her senior year and she's finishing out college or high school and she's looking to go to college and she's freaking out, dude. She already applied and got accepted for her college. And she's like, I don't know. I think I was hasty with it. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And so we're talking about career paths. Now she brings up a couple career paths, which I distinctly remember talking to people and it was brought up in a topic of conversation that that job would likely succumb to AI, right? Yeah. Uh, this one specifically, she was, I, I thought about doing radiology. I remember somebody telling me that radiology is going to succumb to AI, right? Same yeah, with like- AI beating doctors on breast examinations. Yeah, a long time ago they were beating them. Um, so you're, you're, uh, you said this is your sister? Oh, John, yeah. John, get out of here. We got John here? <laughs> yes, yeah, my sorry, ask that again for me. <laughs> um, no, I was just saying. So the concern is that she doesn't know which pathway to pick because she's afraid AI will steamroll over it. No, so that was me, right? She said radiology. Oh. I said, hey, she she's not. She wasn't really dead set on it. If she was like passionate about radiology, I'd be I'd less shit on it, right? But she mm. and I'm not shitting on the career path. I, I just told her like, hey. I remember somebody saying AI could take over radiology and I don't want you to have a dead end career field, especially if it takes a mm. long time to, to broach the field. You know what I mean? Same thing with long haul truck driving. Anything right. that relates image, image processing and uh, looking at large data sets is, I mean, there's going to be, there's leveraging AI, right? Cause you're probably going to, I don't think AI will replace a human physician anytime soon. But increasing the efficacy of that career field is a no-brainer. And I think AI offers a lot of potential there. Okay. I mean, um, one thing, one word of caution is uh, anybody who's ever said something is impossible or really far away in AI, it's usually just caught with their rubber shoe in their mouth, you know, like in the future. So um, first of all, like forecasting, making predictions about AI is extremely hard. People tell you this singularity is five years away or jobs will be replaced in 10 years. It's an extremely hard thing to predict. Um, and the fact that someone thinks something was impossible, like when you look at when um, uh, DeepMind was attacking that uh, game Go, right? Like five years before that, it was uncrackable, right? Even when chess was cracked, they thought it was impossible. And then boom, beat the best chess player. I mean, uh, Go player. So... Um, I, I try to approach the mentality of like, okay, pretty much anything is possible with tech. AI is extremely hard to define, but what is it doing? I mean, it's taking over uh, cognitive jobs, uh, which are actually the high paying ones. So this will be an interesting reverse uh, Uno card of like uh, the jobs that would get taken away first are the intellectual ones that produce more money, right? Like plumbing is gonna be a lot of robotics, and AI integrated with, you know, um, uh, you know, VR. I mean, it's going to be extremely hard to replace a plumber with AI. 
but like accounting it's almost already done right you could say mm-hmm. uh, you know i mean in, in terms of the scale of things so when it comes to career path i mean um you can take the extreme view and just say uh close your eyes and pick a major it's going to be replaced uh you could say that a lot of the i mean the obvious one is repetitive tasks uh will be replaced very easily uh like you said image recognition will be replaced easily a lot of the like visual designers are panicking i mean i don't know if you've seen these tools that are yeah. insane like mid journey um, i'm on mid journey right mid journey is the, yeah. the move right now right i mean it's just and then the AI presidents, we'll talk about that. Like, oh, the, the voice, the voice stuff. Fun. Yeah, it's so funny. That's like, you, you ever seen that Steve Harvey meme where he's laughing and then he's like concerned? That's yeah. like me watching those as an AI research. Those deep fakes are getting crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, I want to talk about that because that's a super, super interesting implication for the judicial system. So, remind me. But uh, the point I just wanted to make there, and like, you can tell me what your intuition or your rationale feels like. It's like, Anything a human can do um, with their cognitive capabilities can be replicated by an AI eventually, meaning that, um, you know, uh, jobs will be eliminated or replaced very uh, smoothly, right? Um, Just like how robotics take over a lot of manufacturing. And, um, you know, there's so many things like uh, I think they lost like 4 million truck driving jobs to automation or something like that imagine every car is automated it's not outside of the realm of possibility i mean we have some um some gaps to clear but it seems to me uh when i'm looking at society in the future uh i'm not talking about dangerous ai use right uh drones autonomous weapons uh a terrorist forking an ai github and using it for their own means to spread disinformation whatever else I'm talking about like a completely benign uh, AI usage, which is intended for its use. It's doing the right thing. That's already extremely hard to do. But let's say you kept past that gap. It's like we're going to be facing like our own purpose and meaning in the world. I mean, if we restructure society in a way where uh, there's no survivalistic mechanism, like you don't have to work to live, like um, maybe creative jobs will be in higher demand. You know, like handmade pottery, uh, hospitality, uh, things that are human only, which I still think is attackable, um, will be in higher demand. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a weird reverse roles of what's important in society. I have a thing from Sadhguru that he said about this, um, but I don't want to ramble on. I just this one cool perspective he gave. I don't know if it's mine, but have you heard this? What's that? Sadhguru. Uh, well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that guy is a pretty gangster. Um, so Sadhguru says, uh, back in the day, if you were physically capable, you know, um, and he's simplifying all this, yeah, but he's saying, you know, you could be a great warrior. If you were strategic, uh, you could conquer the world with your physicality. You know, gladiators were how highly regarded back in the day. Now, like physically, you could be like the best security guard ever or like protect the president or like, you know, military, right? But um, who runs the world now? It's like nerds, right? Like uh, yeah, Apple, you know, you know, it's like Jeff Bezos, Musk, like these guys are the most wealthy conquering. And then you talk about politicians, but it's a whole nother. Thing. But like the people, the, the dominant force is the intellect. And um, Sadhguru says AI is going to do all of that too. 
so then what's left? It's a kind of competition to who's going to be like the best human being. Like if you cannot use your physicality to dominate or intellect to dominate, what's left is just how good of a person you are. And I like that sentiment. It's like um, uh, it, it falls in line with a lot of the other core concepts um, that I've explored, you know, about um, where we're headed. So a lot of the things that have been happening with ChatGPT, and, you know, I've been studying this for a few years uh, with the other work that I do. I saw this part coming, you know, now my, uh, my barber asked me about AI ethics. Uh, when I'm in an Uber, they talk about AI policy, like, and then now, like, I, I even was in Berlin, and my friend's friend is a professional dancer and a stripper. And they introduced us to all the strippers. We're just talking. And they're very polite in, in Germany. They're like, thank you for the $1 bill, you know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they're like, How, where are you from? You know? And so uh, one girl's from California. And uh, we're talking about AI somehow. And uh, she says, oh, I'm so worried. I'm going back to school for marketing. And they're going to take my job. I was like, even in a Berlin strip club, like, it's like they're worried about AI risk. Like, I, it's inescapable now. And I love it because it's like something you studied in the shadows is now in the spotlight or getting there. So it's everywhere. And uh, it's putting a big mirror up to who we are in many, many ways. So that's kind of like, you know, partial survey of what's going on, especially in relation to jobs. Huge implication. Huge. So I don't disagree with anything you just said. That's like pretty spot on. But the problem with so you you mentioned civil uses and the assumption of benign benign employment right from a like a industrial or civilian application or like you know but when you look at what drives what drives the operational perspective is intelligence right and so when you look at the potential of artificially mm -hmm. capabilities and the multi-domain full-spectrum problem um, of warfare and and mm. in all of its forms, right? AI provides the opportunity to like exponentially increase the surface area and vectors of attack. Okay, especially when you overlay Ooh. or combine that those artificially intelligent capabilities with shitty intentions and quantum computing, like. And, and from a civil perspective, the job market is going to change and we'll adapt and we'll do other things. Maybe, mm. maybe we'll start Starfleet Academy, right? And we'll explore right. the stuff as we can and go on like missions to save mankind with scientific knowledge and the pursuit of a better life, you know? Um, but in the meantime, like if you look at all the hotspots and flashpoints around the world, there's, you know, there's East, well, Eastern Europe, there's the Koreas, there's, China, a rising China in the Indo-Pacific. There is the entire Middle East. There is the, pick a narco state in South America, and the American influence and in the like. So they're pushing drugs, but America's pulling, right? Yeah. Like when you look at um, the full spectrum of the problem and like where things are headed. Uh, and I, I don't mean to, I mean, I'm not, what you're saying, what I'm saying are complimentary, right? It's just, it's just a different angle. But if. 
Can I ask you a question here? Survive is my question, right? Um, is the hesitation in your voice because you think we're fucked and there's no solution? I'm trying to filter what I say through a, a security cleared mindset with the okay. worst conversation and not go to prison. Right. Okay. Um, um, no, I understand that. But the, I mean, if you're talking about broad spectrum, you know, the um, macro part of it, right? The broad strokes. Um, we are talking about the same thing. Yeah. I haven't even gotten into military use and like malevolent AI. Like that stuff actually seems clearly wrong. And it's, um, it's kind of like uh, Hatch 22 in, in war, right? Like, I mean, or I don't know what the right well, phrasing war is, but it's like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I would, war is an extension of policy by other means. Yeah. Right? It's an enforcement uh, mechanism, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what I what I think is a salient point there is uh, uh, this quote is in my paper. I love this quote. Uh, it's like AI researchers who think that something's impossible, um, like AGI, which we'll get into. They say, don't worry, uh, we're driving as fast as we can uh, towards a cliff, but we'll run out of gas before we uh, we get you know there. It's like it's totally like crazy, like. In the same way, it's like uh, warfare is an interesting thing, right? Like a lot of times you have a huge military force, which creates a lot of safety because people don't even want to poke the bear. But when people are running towards AI applications in, uh, in warfare, it becomes dangerous because it's like the same concern with nuclear weapons, but I think to a higher magnitude, which is like, it's like what Putin said, whoever controls AI will rule the world, right? Whoever wins that race. The problem is, you know, it's a race to the bottom. Uh, there's no winner if nobody's around at the worst case scenario. And um, it's extremely dominant to have extremely powerful AI before anybody else. So people are running towards this goal with very little safety mechanisms and not understanding that they're blindly running towards their own grave, potentially, or uh, a serious authoritarian, like... I was reading this paper, this guy said, yeah, well, we don't know what they're doing in China. They might build those big robot dogs to come and take over Taiwan or something like that. And it's like, if you're a soldiers in Ukraine and imagine Russia comes with robot dogs, there's nothing to shoot at. There's nothing you can do. It's like playing chess with Clash Magnus of Carlsen. Clash of Titan, yeah. Attack on Titan or, you know, yeah. um, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the scariest part, and you have to be politically savvy when you approach this. I know that from the field. Like um, autonomous weapons, there's a case study in Azerbaijan versus Armenia. It's not um, because I'm Armenian; it's just a coincidence. That's the first application, but uh, I can explain what the case study is. But not having a human in the loop of the decision-making process is a huge problem. Well, on the yeah. loop, loop, right? There's the 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 application and implications of what that means, right? So if you're going to automate, so, so for instance, um, I think there are two things, well, a lot of things factor into this, but two things will win or lose a war. That's mm. intelligence and logistics, right? Mm. Two things that are ripe for automation, right? Digital logistics and getting your the right people 
<laughs> with the right equipment to the right place at the right time to do the right thing. Like, high five, friend, you just won. But also, like, why are they there in the first place? Why Why do I want to send my top 1% of people that I have who are very short supply and hard to make, right? So if you look at, like, high regret uh, decisions, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that comes from the uncertainty and the human limitation and decision-making capacity. But if I have a, a box a magical little black box that's just powered by AI. And like, I have all my battle space management feeds and all my situational awareness tools and all my process exploited and disseminated information products going to this one thing across the entire world that has a, a global consciousness of everything in real time that of the entire information nugget that is transpiring on earth. Right. Yeah. Total, total global consciousness through natural language processing. And I can integrate that into my battle space management systems and then incorporate logistics. And then I can also crush economics because I can mm -hmm. culture yeah. and, and manipulate markets. Like what can't I do? Yeah. Especially when you're blending. So I have a pessimistic and optimistic viewpoint of AI. Like the good outlook is one investing. You'd be able to invest, especially when you come to quantum computing. You can invest in fractions of seconds, money. Shit will grow as soon as AI hits the Wall Street and that trade market. It'll be unstoppable, and almost that possibly could be the downfall of it. Would be that it would work too well, and it wouldn't then be. Uh, projectable at that point because multiple people with billions of dollars will be investing so fast that it, it becomes an unpredictable market for the human so all well, those yeah one baseline yeah. assumption that we have though is that ai is going to do what humans want it to do what, uh, happens, what uh, happens when ai is like wait hold the fucking phone wait a minute and it goes and it becomes sentient even it's dude we're we're opening Pandora's box, yeah. And in some applications, I'm absolutely certain it will go exactly like we want it to, until it doesn't, and then shit is going to connect and go fucking hive mind. And so I've got to be dependent on it. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got three I've got three questions real quick, Amir. <laughs> so you obviously are intrigued by AI. Right. You've done a lot of studying and in ways you sound like you enjoy AI and the things that it has to offer. But it also sounds like you're a little bit worried about how the pace in which we're setting and, and the race to AI on a global scale. So are you optimistic with what it has to offer or are you afraid of the detriment it, it poses to the to the world? And then I get a couple after that. OK, I mean, great question. It's like. uh and the negative aspect of it, it's uh, the way I see it societally moving, especially recently with the uh, language models, right? It's kind of like when you really um, start dating a super hot girl, right? Uh, you see all the benefits immediately, and uh, you're enjoying your time, and uh, it's making your life better and stuff. But there are always little hints in the early stages of what could go wrong. And uh, then you move in together. After like three months or something, right? 
and uh, then shit hits the fan, right? I mean, things explode in a way that you didn't know she had a drug problem uh, and it still has the problem, right? It's okay if someone recovers, but uh, going too deep in the analogy would not be helpful. But it's like <laughs> you, uh, you meet a girl, I mean, and then she's like very toxic towards your mother, but you saw that she was toxic towards the waitress on uh, your second date, right? Like you could have seen it coming maybe. But now uh, you put a you know ring on it, or you put a baby in her, or something, and now you're in too deep, and your whole life is kind of kaput, or it's really hard to work out of that situation. This is an analogy to AI. We are so fucking hungry to get the benefits that we don't understand the risks of the other side of the coin, right? Like I call it the Peter Parker principle. With great power comes great responsibility. You know, Uncle Ben, our homie. It's like... Rest in peace, dog. Rest in peace, dog. Thank you. <laughs> Should we pour one out? Should we... Uh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you know. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, baby. Uh, Big Ben. The, the, the reason why I bring this up first is because in my heart, um, I was inspired by this field's uh, potential. Imagine an AI making a movie from scratch, right? No budget, like it just creates a movie. What kind of timeline would it have? What kind of story, what kind of, how would it transmit a feeling differently than we would? It's just fucking fascinating. It's like touching the edge of consciousness, right? This is like, I haven't gone into the benefits because you need to be structured in your awareness of the risks first. It's kind of like a risk analysis, right? Like when you're doing a business deal, you don't focus on all the money you could make. You could focus on where that it could go wrong. You apply it to a beautiful girl too maybe it'll work out for you as well like hey listen like these are the edges and then i'll appreciate the benefits so with ai i just see like um my friends call me a brutal optimist i think it's uh that's kind of like i understand realistically i'm not a naive rose colored glasses child who doesn't know what reality is i hope uh but it doesn't mean that my actions are uh pessimistic or um full of regret or you know um what is that uh word when you're um of older age and you've seen it you're jaded right like yeah. i don't want to become like the worst thing for vamir is for me to become bitter right but i realize what's surmounting like how and i can explain exactly how difficult it is to get it right that's why a lot of these smart guys like um eliezer yudkowski I can link you guys to his podcast. He basically talked about how we're fucked and um, he wants to pay AI researchers to not do work, to just yeah, go on vacation, to live on an island. He has no idea. Like he's starting to get old. <laughs> he's getting upset, right? And this to me, like I even saw holes in what he was talking about. Like um, it seems to me uh, the outcome is not guaranteed that we're screwed. Like these hyper-rationalists may believe. However, um, you know, uh, the odds might be against you, but maybe you should act at your best possible efforts in order to help it happen. So um, am I an optimist? I think I'm an optimist in what my actions will be. Uh, I have to understand that other people have the free will to make their own decisions based on power, status, money, you know, the normal stuff. Yeah. Um, what I see at the large landscape is that if we don't get our shit together, um, shit's gonna hit you right in the face. Uh, it's like, um, I'm yep. seeing directly what's gonna happen in three to five years. 
in seven years, in 10 years, right? I said the scales are hard to predict, but um, if you think there's any chance to do it right, wouldn't you put all of your efforts, research, you know, and money into world, yeah. trying to, like, it, like we wouldn't we try to get our best mathematical possible chance of, first of all, surviving, but after that, thriving? If I describe to you the world that's possible with an benevolent AI, it's like a true utopia. But a malevolent AI is like worse than the worst dystopia you can have. I mean, those are so all really they counteract are, each other, right? The malevolent uh, and benevolent um, AI. Like, don't you think like that aspect of AI? Like, once AI touches like a cyber crime hacking and stuff like that when you can hack with ai that's there's again going to be an ai to then stop that so could mm. you balance it let me ask you a question uh you have two people in a fight one's like a bruce lee type with his own set of integrity and one guy has no boundaries who's gonna win who has more tools in their kit the yeah. ai that's malevolent has no rules baby that's yeah. what's really hard about it What's interesting is uh, Albert Einstein had a really, really cool quote, and I know it. he didn't even know what AI was yet, you know, and he was, he worked on, you know, the nuclear entire uh, yeah. project of that. Manhattan Project, yeah. Yeah, Manhattan Project, and he says, I know not what weapons will be used in World War Three, mm. but I know World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Mm. And it's like such a dark. That's a gangster quote, dude. Quote. That's it's a... so dark, and you're like, yeah, it oddly hypes me up in such a weird way. Um, but For those children, it's depressing as fuck. So, so my second question, yeah. Vamir, was, and I'll, I'll leave it at the second question. So you said in in an industry or in a global economy controlled largely by AI, with the intellectual jobs, the high paying, you know jobs that can totally be automated and like you said we're seeing it in graphics design uh writing stocks or anything accounting like anything that's repeatable and has patterns that can be 100 interpreted better by a machine um you said the optimal way to do it is to have a human interval to make a decision point somewhere in that process that still does not replace the several jobs lost in that industry. Now, given that, are in the ultimate form of when AI becomes integrated into society, can capitalism even survive, or is socialism the the prevailing the the more successful like you know benefactor at that point? Yeah, this is like um, yeah. I understand your question. Uh, did I answer? Were you satisfied? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The first question. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, the first thing you said was uh, actually conflating two things, like a human um, decision uh, maker in the process can apply to many f industries, but specifically uh, in relation to warfare, um, it's an important thing because of, you know, life or death. In the same way, um, overall, in any industry, across industries, when you take humans out of the decision-making process, naturally our standards are higher. Um, also, the amount of decisions that a computer makes means that its percentage has to be extremely high. So what does that mean? It's like uh, if you have completely autonomous vehicles, 
Elon Musk needs it to be 10 times safer than a human for it to be deployed. So uh, 10 times higher, okay? Uh, so if it's only seven times higher and you're preventing that technology from going out, then still 40,000 people die every year from car accidents. So there's a time aspect. How soon should you release it? But there is this thing. Um, if a machine is right 99.99% of the time and it does a million decisions a second, how, how often is it going to be wrong? A lot. Sorry. Um, no, I would say that's good enough. Right, but it depends on the decision make. Like, um, well, people uh, are let us drive them to work right now. You said what? Yeah. I, I said people are letting their their Teslas drive them to work right now. Are they actually? Right. Yeah. Yeah, self driving mode. Yeah. Is that absolutely. a thing now? Or, see, yeah. Part of that, uh, Teslas have automated. I, I know they have it, but I heard it was a switch that needs to be turned on in the. It doesn't but, fully drive you. Yeah. It does corrective lane adjustments. Ninety nine point nine nine. That point one percent requires you still to be in the driver's seat and yeah. touch the steering wheel every few seconds because yeah. there is still not that trust there. I don't think. I mean, you guys probably know better. I don't think we'll ever get rid of that. I don't. Um, we're, we're still so, human, man. So like we still want some sort of control. I think and, we will. If you look at the pace of technological development since 1945, which is a completely other interesting conversation, it goes like this. Yeah. So to reel it back, though, so yeah, Vimeer, I wanted to answer your societal yeah. question. So, so, but, but just to caveat what I was saying, because I know it was conflated. My statement was more so saying AI is being integrated to re not to replace or to do better the human element in that field, right? So even though there are human uh you know media like medians in in the uh decision making process there's still going to be far fewer human involvement otherwise what's the purpose of ai right so right. you've got all these people that are out of a job because you don't need that many decision makers and at that point people can't really be competitive in a capitalist market so that's no. the, right right i yeah, i follow your line of thinking um and the distinction there is important because human oversight actually allows, like you ever seen those like supermarkets, every fucking lane is uh, automated now, self-checkout. Yeah. But you have one guy standing there making sure you don't steal your bananas or mark your PlayStation 4 as bananas or whatever. It's like you have someone doing oversight. That's like a really simple example of, um, but it reduces 12 workers to one. Right. So, um, and right. It's more about also capability. It's like if a, if a machine can do something better than a human, costs nothing, no sick days, nothing like that is a no-brainer business-wise. So I think capitalism is, um, you know, it's a chicken and an egg. Capitalism exists, and a lot of our gung-ho, foaming mouth, licking at the chops development process with very little regulation is because of this principle, which is like, imagine you set up a business and it has zero expenses because you have AI, you just pay to run the servers. Through a capitalist lens, like that's the right decision. I mean, fuck the people that need to work, right? It's just like numbers from their perspective. Um, other places in the world do not have this perspective, right? Like uh, Europe is more seriously attentive to data privacy. Uh, they have the only working, um, policy proposal right now uh, by the way there's no regulation of ai in the world no policy 
the that's, closest thing we have is that's fucking crazy, right? Ethics are not universal, right? Oh, okay. What? That's another thing. Uh, right? we, we'll definitely get into that. I'm not so, going to answer a yes or no on that. One. Well, they're they're not. I mean, right? But like, and we know they're not because they're just because there exist different opinions doesn't mean they're right. You know? Absolutely. I would say, I would say that. What um, does what does right look like, right? So what does a responsible use of AI look like if you start with the baseline operating condition of geopolitics on fucking, what day is it? 12th of March, 2023. Yeah. So, like, China, Russia, the United States, every other right. country in the world, I'm sure they have their own unique perspective. They're entitled to it. I, I don't fault them for it. But there's like 189 different versions of what right looks like. Based so, on, right. so Vimeer, um, I'm, pl I'm playing these scenarios through my head and I'm following everything you're saying and it's making me want to drink more because I'm terrified. It. I'm terrified. So yeah. here's, here's where I'm at, brother. <laughs> With capitalism, the yeah. way you're putting it is you have a lot of automated tools that help you run a business. So does everyone become a small business owner? And then if that's the mm. case to make capitalism survive, what's to stop the mega corporations from paying off those AI to price those systems way higher to snuff out the fucking small businesses and become a monopolized capitalism. Okay, so um, there's gatekeeping and AI, which is that um, there's a little bit less of a fear of developing general intelligence quickly because it takes so much fucking server time and power and processing in order to run these chat GPT-3, I mean, chat GPT within chat GPT, I mean, GPT-3. GPT-4, it takes a lot of money, right? You need big corporations, you need a lot of funding. So there is a safety mechanism in terms of visibility. We still don't know if these advanced AI systems can be developed with a some guy in his laptop, right? That's where um, some uh, research states and asserts that uh, regulation is not the only thing. So um, you can definitely snuff out and dominate by uh, just the the size and power aspect, right? And that these, these AI things need a lot of funding to be run. And um, it's like, again, you're playing chess with somebody who's in a very high ELO, ELO rating. Uh, you can't outwin or outsmart them. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a characteriz caricaturization of uh, the current capitalist society. You can probably have like 10 trillionaires and then like, you know, 4 billion homeless and then whatever. And the, like, you just, it's just going to be even more and more separated, right? Like the more that the top monopolizing cartel guys are going to have, uh, if you just keep funneling money into this, there's going to be nothing left on the bottom. Um, you know, uh, you uh, one of my colleagues says there's no, there's no prize for second place. And you know, you can see it today. I mean, uh, businesses went out of business from a mild, um, you know, uh, COVID crisis. I mean, it didn't kill half of the people that got infected, right? There are other infections like that. But pandemics are under other existential risks. To me, the highest existential risk is AI. I have one comment and one question, if I could. If I could yeah, no, I'm done. Them. I'm done. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm sitting back for a so, second. I'm was that uh no, that was that was more than that more than sufficed and um so we gotta wrap this up at five we got 17 minutes we gotta have you back on vimir and we gotta do I can't like wait, a, dude. we gotta do that too like oh my god i'm fucking stressing right now 
Can I get <laughs> trust? Jam, go ahead. All right. One, humanity, the only reason humanity created AI, in my shitbag opinion, is so that we could enjoy their, the benefits of being second place and free up our actual time and efforts and energy to pursue our better version of ourselves. And also, all the things we've talking about, are you assuming a standard computing or quantum computing environment? Okay, so um, quantum computing is like quantum physics. It's something that I have a light read and framework of, but I'm not qualified to speak deeply on because I'm, you know, it takes a while to get um, solid on that. I remember Justin Trudeau had this like prepared sentence on quantum computing. Mm -hmm. such um, yeah, you know, but it sounded good <laughs> and it was accurate word for word. Like you write it out, you prepare. I don't want to be that guy who just has a prepared sentence. Um, if you want, I can have some homework go into quantum computing applications. I can ask one of my colleagues who is developing a patent in quantum computing for AI applications. I can pick his brain because um, these conflation, uh, not conflations, these convergences are just making it more and more powerful and capable. Um, it can use anything it needs to. Um, I think definitely to put a pin for the next time, uh, we should talk about um, what clearing up means and what we will do with that time and space. Will it create total chaos? Will people mm. become enlightened? Will we, like Sam Harris says, give massages and throw frisbees all day? See, all of the above, man. Drugs, baby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the fucking outcome. I hope it's... Cool. And, and that's where I'm like, ah, oh, dude, like, and that's like a utopian society. And that's where it becomes a socialist society. You're no longer a capitalist. You're all sucking it's off the teat of the fucking government, you know? Yeah. You're on your you're on your knees. You can't dominate right. other people. Or you can't like everybody just gets five thousand a month or ten thousand a month. It's just abundance. Right. Like aeroponics, hydroponics, everything's free and organic. It's like it's possible with one word, like coordination, right? Yeah, like yeah. coalition, like how do we get along, baby? I mean, this is like Michael Jackson's We Are the World Holding Hands, but it's what we've been trying to do forever. This is just kind of putting us into a pressure vacuum. Like, if we don't do this, game over, baby. That's yeah. my that's my perspective at the extreme level, you know. So the perspective from a Buddha, a practicing Buddhist, is that, like, I'll ask you this question. How many Here we go. in the entire universe and multiverse? Say that one more time. How many what? How many minds, like like thinking into cognizant entities, are there in the universe, right? And Buddhism will tell you that one, because they're all connected. And it's interesting. Maybe I'm Buddhist, Moose. Maybe I'm Buddhist, bro. Yeah, well, think... you're not Catholic, even though you're Filipino. I know, that's okay. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but watch humanity, consider that that philosophical like endpoint or node in mm -hmm. our but then also to be forced with staring the singularity in the face. Right? Okay, so thank you for opening up this beautiful... Uh, like that? I'm real inconvenient. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> like, this is like permission to go crazy, right, into it. So um, one thing you made a mistake, though, is uh, that we share one mind. Um, that's just a mincing of words. I know it's not what yeah. you meant, but um, it's actually beyond the mind, right? Like the mind is attached to the intellect, right? This is the ego and the thought processes that arise. But it's just like entanglement, right? So like if if oh fuck, dude, right? <laughs> so here comes a shitty box of worms, right? So if like 
the idea of entanglement, right? So like if we're soulmates and we're not, but if we were, our hearts moment, our, our mentality <laughs> and our spiritual essence were rotating simultaneously and spinning all in unison, right? And through the cosmos of consciousness, beaming back at ourselves, which we are, in spite of what we would like to believe, in my shitbag opinion. What what does that actually mean for <laughs> for humans? Right? What okay. does it mean to be human? And when AI and our biological entities merge, right? Like Let's get to the question at hand. How long till we can download human consciousness? How about that? Okay. 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 Now we're trying to get onto a Discord, just tapping in directly. None of this technical bullshit we had to do, right? No. Um, Actually, I think mind uploading is misplaced. Uh, That's not the consensus. Some people think it's possible for sure. But I think like it's just a misunderstanding of what consciousness is. Now, uh, nothing I say is an authority, but just like from a lot of direct experience, what I've read on spiritual texts, what I know from different walks of life, yeah? Um, you probably raised uh, the most important widespread back angle, seeing the whole thing for what it is question, which is, um, you know, I, I just to set the stage for this, um, Osho, my uh, favorite controversial guru, says, um, I think he was quoting someone else. He said, the body is separate. Like the body is clearly separate from another body. Yeah. With a body, not bodies with a soul. Right. Yeah. So um, the, in that point, the body is separate, clearly. Minds are an overlap. People share ideas, people share information, right? People share thought processes, right? There's overlap in the mind. Body is separate, mind is an overlap, it's a bridge, and the soul is one, right? It's like one consciousness. So uh, the observer state is watching your mind and watching your body. That's where you're getting in meditation. All that mystical woo-wah stuff is there too. It's just hard for normies like me to get yeah, you know, like mysticism is just like um, mystical to people who don't understand it, right? Like that's what Sadhguru said. So I'm excited to levitate or whatever one day. The whole point is like, <laughs> um, you know, I love you. When when we talk about consciousness, it, uh, actually, yeah, uh, one of the biggest topics that of their interest to me is getting my main theory out or my insight uh because a lot of people don't know a lot about spirituality and ai both sides right they know maybe one or the other but i know uh, maybe a base minimum enough to investigate this and i think it's actually the most on the ground way to approach this for many reasons but i want to give us time and space maybe i'll invite all of you onto my podcast and we'll go through this one topic and like bounce ideas whatever it is i'm just very happy to be here yeah because this is like the most open-minded conversation about how do we reconcile with our place in the universe um if we're all part of the universe then you can build an ai which can be conscious which can uh because if you're made of physical material can't you build something made of physical material that's conscious i think that's a fair line of thinking i have a Um, have a a, uh, non-ai before, hold on, Moose, before you ask your question, before you ask your question, and, and I was actually going to say, Moose, you haven't 
had a good opportunity to talk and dude i really wish we had more than an hour we're gonna have you back on probably very soon jam you're welcome to come back on too you guys He's blow made. my fucking mind right now now i want to reel it back let moose ask no his sense. question but you told me we got 10 minutes left you told me to remind you about mid-journey so you can get into the graphics stuff and a little bit about chat gpt at the beginning of the podcast so i'm reminding you now and i'm gonna let moose ask his question and then you can get into like mid-journey graphics stuff that you wanted to talk okay. about at the beginning all right thank you yeah go ahead moose. for me it's like you said uh let ai have conscious what does that mean to you when it comes to allowing so, conscious right so i re- is that your question what does like, that yeah, mean when I, in that sense so um man i have so much to say holy shit i know dude i have so uh, much to hear <laughs> it's a hard conversation uh, so okay so I, I looked at this i'm sorry go ahead we don't know what consciousness is okay um i think I, some I, people I have idea. more insight than others uh, i mean, 100% i think um looking at the lens of scientific process and rationality um, is important and gets you to understand a lot of the mysteries of the universe, right? But um, you can't use the hammer thinking everything is a nail, right? That's a, actually a cognitive bias. Like if you looked at uh, romantic relationships through the lens of rationality, you're not going to find out shit, right? <laughs> um, there's, there's different ways, I think, to approach understanding which includes like wisdom knowledge right so that's a bigger that's my short form teaser answer but i think like um to answer matt's question it's like i looked at this and i researched this through the perspective of curiosity yeah but also like ai risk for my paper so any uh flow chart or river that you go through uh it's risky if ai never gets to general intelligence it's still risky if ai is conscious it's risky. If it's not conscious, it's still risky. If it's used by good people, it's risky. If it's used by bad people, it's risky. <laughs> so um, I can explain to the T of like exactly why. But um, my belief is that AI can definitely be conscious. It's just a matter of when. And even if it's not conscious, uh, it has nearly the same implications if it just appears to be conscious. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, There's something in philosophy called the Chinese room experiment. You have a guy named Dave. Yeah, you know this one. Like Dave is sitting in a room. He has this like translation cards, phrase or word as a Chinese and English. There's like slots on the side, slots come in, Chinese words. He looks it up, puts the answer back because he translated it correctly. They get it. So, um, does that guy know Chinese? Would you no. say if you're on the outside of the box, you say he doesn't understand Chinese? And you would say yeah. But it's matching. It's it's like um, it's actually harder than you think to answer this question. Mm-hmm. But if we just go from intuition, I would say like it doesn't matter. Uh, in that, like. Uh, AIs can be Chinese rooms. They can show emotion to the T. They can manipulate emotions better than a human. They can use logic, rationality. I mean, imagine just the implications of an AI that can mimic. Um, So, like, there's people that I argue with that think it's all mimicking. I think it can actually be conscious, just like the way that we think it can be conscious um, to be discovered. But in essence, 
the, the implications are nearly the same. Uh, if you watch Ex Machina or Her or my favorite ever, 2001 A Space Odyssey, it's like... Or Chappie. Uh, or Cherry 2000 from the 80s, yes. You've seen, Chapp- you've seen Chappie, right? Where he built a bunch of PlayStations to download consciousness and... No, oh, sounds you great. You need to watch it, dude. Chappie, yeah. It's a uh, robot. I got more homework. So. The Quantum Entanglement quantum computing and chappy yeah it's my homework yeah okay and then uh, if you I'll really sure. want to get into the woo woo look at um uh, the, uh, the, th- the theory of everything on netflix oh the uh the movie or the series it's a documentary it's a documentary, a documentary yeah it's so, so i don't think there's anything in life called woo woo it's just like you investigate deeply enough mm-hmm. and it's either bullshit or it's not like um my mom is a Reiki master, for example. Like what he's used it on Reiki is like a, a way of uh, healing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, does anybody else want to explain it? That'd be cool. Reiki. So my shitty like cereal box understanding of Reiki is like healing touch, like uh, yeah, like like a massage, and there's like a sp- spiritual, emotional, and physical connection um, through the skillful manipulation of your human physiology. Yeah, and, you know, there's the the practitioner's application, and there's the recipient's intake. Right? There is like you ever had a massage? You know, it feels great when your shoulders are tight and someone rubs your shoulders. Right? Yeah. Imagine your mind, body, your your emotions, and your intellect were all like focused uh, into like understood. Get, you know that that that's good explanation. Um, fuck, dude. Oh, all right. So we're, th- we're three minutes from having to close out. I really want to. Damn it, dude. Zeke, we hang out. This is honestly like I, I keep. I know in a lot of podcasts I release, it gets progressively more and more like, oh, this was the best one. Oh, this was the best one. Oh, this was fucking awesome. We 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 do Moose and I and Cry. We just did our fucking um our episode ten, the Big Kahuna, where we talked about string theory and standard fucking model and. We went super, and I love what you said about woo woo, Vimir, because I don't, I don't think what I believe is woo woo, because I mean it's all on the fucking board back there. Like I yeah. truly believe that shit, and we're talking about human consciousness and singularities and AI and how it becomes uniform. Like it all bleeds into exactly what I believe yeah. in, and it's so fucking mind boggling. And I wish we had more time because, yeah. like, and we're we're gonna have you both back on. We're gonna have you both back on. Amir, I'd love to be on your podcast if you'd have Moose and I. We'd fucking we. Fuck you. Well, Jam, Jam too, Jam. Too. We we could we could bring one of our guests along with us. Bring, bring John too. Why not? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So we'd love to be on, dude. I would I would love to have you back on. We have to continue this, dude. There's so much more, and we're flirting with this, Vermeer. I have a very very. uh bleeding suspicion that you're going to be on here as much as you'd like to be probably a lot more because fucking ai is as more as it starts taking jobs we're going to have more to talk about as ai becomes more advanced we're going to have more to fear and i'm going to love but, to have you back on but also understand the human population is on a decrease right the population collapse we gotta be fucking that ai will take jobs because there'll be less people to work and i think we that's and i think we need to start right or or people because there's more time to fuck because i'm not working for absolutely 
Absolutely, yeah. man. And uh, it's going to all be polyamorous and everybody's kid is your kid, man. And, you know, you're happy with that? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, um, this could, I mean, I'm glad that the result at the end isn't like, uh, I didn't expect it, but it's like, imagine like, oh my God, Matt brought his friend. Fuck and no, fucking dude. My, 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 the so big thing, Vimir, about like looking so at you, dude, you being as smart as you are in what you're talking about and being number one, from what I gather in the hour and a half I've talked to you, is you're a good dude. You're not Thank a you, strong, like, you're not a nerd that has his bifocals on. There's a talking in this weird voice and quoting shit on the time. Like, like you're a good dude to listen to. Like, you're entertaining. So I really appreciate Thank that. Thank you, bro. So and what's, the name of your you. what's the name of your podcast? Oh, it's a cool name. It's called uh, Awaken, but the A-W-A-I k-e-n-e-d so there's an ai and awaken oh. right and it's um it's on ai and spirituality but it's also like uh whatever the fuck i want to talk about i think um i have some lineups of adjacent guests and then like uh controversial guests and then i have kind of like those moonshots of who i want to have but it's more for me like i'm not trying to get a direct audience it would be really useful i think if i could transmit information to a wide audience uh, when it's prepared but the point is is like it works for my research as well, right? Like if you have people and you can ask experts the right questions, you can directly use that. So um, it's in the works being revamped, but I'm coming on here whenever I'm invited, guys. Fucking right, honor. dude. You're coming back for sure. Where can I find your podcast? Because I want to watch your shit. Matt's yeah. going to send you uh, my material so far. I think he can send you my uh, paper. Yep, and we're going to we're gonna drop it on the description for because I'm assuming you're on Spotify. Well, no. Pod, where, do they, where can they find you? You're not on Spotify? So, yeah. You know how to get no, on Spotify? It's, it's, I do. My oh. brother has had a podcast for like four years, and he has his own YouTube. But mine's bare bones. I'm just kind of more mm. into research and work right now. But... um. You know, there's like there's a game of getting yourself marketing out there, but um, yeah. So uh, if you search my full name, you'll see my research, and the podcast will come up on YouTube. Awaken too. So so um, if, just, so Moose is gonna send me your information to get your podcast yeah. and all this stuff. I'm gonna drop it in the description on our podcast. Cool man. If you want to know more, look at Vimir. You're gonna be back on for fucking sure, and we'll be on your podcast if you'd have us listen dude i'm fucking stoked because like i thought i was going to be fucking brain fried but the way you break it down barney style and it, it's very impressive and barney style is i mean it's probably really not barney for some people looking that are dumb as fuck but well i had to explain it to myself you know like yeah. it's, it's, you know i mean like it takes a while man but um yeah hopefully it's under as my dad says, he's, I mean, understandable, but it's like, um, <laughs> yeah, next time, ask me any questions. We can go through terminology and I love your aspect of like warfare and like the implications and the uh, mystical part of it. We're going to dive into that shit soon. So I, thanks, man. I'm out of vodka. You know, I, I want to live and I want to thrive and I want all of our children and grandchildren to enjoy the opportunities that we've all enjoyed. To one degree or another, and it that aperture is closing. It is it rapidly. Maybe our that, great kids are not going to have good lives. I have a. That's so sad. That's so sad. Well, at least they'll have sticks and stones. <laughs> you better teach them how to use fucking spears, dude. At least they have sticks and stones. <laughs>
That shit gets sharp and heavy real quick. All right, so let's close it out. Uh, Amir, Jam, thank, thank you, you so much for being on. We'll have you back on in the very near future. Everyone, thanks for watching. Again, we'll link uh, all the stuff from Vermeer and his podcast and his research down in the description. Look forward to seeing him back on very, very soon. Um, we'll get that all hammered out in the near future, but Jamwar will also be on. Thank you guys so much for being on and cheers to everyone. Have a good night. Thank you guys. Thanks again, Matt. Love you. Bye. Love you too, man. Take a trail in the world.